0: This is NRL Boom Rookies.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies presented by ESPN. I am Matt Bungard coming at you live from Las Vegas, day two, and with me, AAP Scott Bailey. Welcome,
2: Vegas baby! How are you, buddy?
1: Mate, I'm good. You did kind of feature yesterday a little bit in episode one. Uh, some great questions from you. Really got the really got the punters talking about the imminent American expansion of Rugby League.
2: What a great story that is for a few days until, let's be honest, everyone forgets about it. But it's a good story for a few days. And hey, if it ever did happen, it would be really great for the game. But.
1: Of course. It is, it is interesting. Like, it was kind of representative in what James Tedesco said in regards to the fact that he didn't even know there was a rugby union competition here as the mm. sort of the, the, I guess, the difference between our perception of the sport and it's ease of access to
2: this market, and just how hard that might prove to be going forward. Mate, it's funny, isn't it? Because, like, I don't know about you, but since I got in on Tuesday, every time you say, like, even customs, it was like, "Oh, what are you here for?" Oh, to go to the rugby league. Oh, the rugby. How good are the All Blacks? They're good, aren't they? Like, kind of, but no, it's different. And then you try and sort of explain it. And I've worked out the best way to explain it is, it's like you have six, tu- uh, so you have six downs to get a touchdown, and you pass the ball backwards and obviously there's a lot of other differences but that's Mm. the most you know if you get that it's sort of okay from there but like it's just so foreign for us because we're so used to like anyone we talk to if they like footy they don't like footy they know what footy is right there's no one in australia who even like people from adelaide know what our sport is
1: oh is there a sports ball on this evening i was too busy uh listening to the opera on my radio even those people know what it is they just hate it that's true yeah mate it's funny i think they've they've I've made this point before on this show. I kind of said it yesterday to Tedesco. I was like, I, I think we should just lean into it. We should just, don't correct
2: them. Just call it rugby. I think the great point that a few people are making is that we shouldn't be marketing necessarily as rugby league. Let's market as the NRL. Like, and I know mm. that's not necessarily great for the English game, and there's a whole, you know, it's another discussion. But, um, you know, when people talk about gridiron in Australia, they don't say, Oh, did you watch the gridiron yesterday? They said, did you watch the NFL? Well, mate, right? even,
1: like, the AFL is arguably the most popular sporting league in Australia. I think even we can admit that it's it's either one or two with the NRL. <laughs>
2: I mean, I'd still like a cricket someone, but anyway. Oh, sorry.
1: Not, oh, sorry. Not like a competition, yeah. though. Like, yeah. the, I, I don't think the Marsh Cups knocking on the door. No, that's of the, a good point. Yeah. of those two, but like, no one ever says Aussie rules, do they? The, I, even except for that one loser on Twitter that has that AFL account. And that except says for AFL my boss, who,
2: if you, uh, who will often be like, and he's not a loser. I want to make clear that he's oh, okay. a great man who got me to Vegas, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, he always makes the point that like, unless they, you know, the sport is Aussie rules, the league is the AFL. Yeah, much like the sport is rugby league, the league is the NRL. But I think in this circumstance, you know, like we should be marking I think you're it as right, the mate. NRL. Because it
1: is true. Like you just say play AFL at home. No one corrects you. Yeah, like exactly Like even their right. fans know better than to be like, oh, actually it's called Australian rules. Yeah, like yeah. they don't. And I think maybe we need to get to that point with just the word rugby as well. But yeah. you nailed it there. I think that that's probably a little shortcut we take is just say NRL. I you, then,
2: so, so the other day I was talking to um, Drew Slover, who is the uh, chair. He's in charge of USA RL. Um, and it's funny actually I chatted him for an hour or two and i said oh conversation opened I said oh mate how do you reckon it's going to go over there over there this is when i was back home and he said to me he goes goes scott one of several problems but the first problem we've got is the name of our sport is stupid and i was like why like cuz it's a different sport and he was like it's dumb he's like what's a league a league is a competition so when you say to people who don't know what the sport is you know rugby league they go oh it's a comp- it's a rugby competition yes they and, do and like you know what like actually like you know that is literally what the, what it is it is yeah. it, rugby league says rugby competition and and to try and say to someone no no that's a, it's it's a it's rugby league but it's not a rugby league is you know it just sounds stupid right so yeah i think you're right like we do kind of need to move past it but at the same time market it as the NRL it's a slightly mm. different game um, you know it's probably more comparable to the nfl or to i think that's iron. our biggest point
1: right? you mentioned that before with the downs it's the same thing like rugby league is a lot more similar yeah to like sport.
2: i was on a bus yesterday and there was a few aussies on it, and we we're chatting just got and, and then you know they got off and the guy behind me was like oh i had no idea what you guys were talking about until and i think i was having the same conversation to them saying we should describe mm. it as we should you know, market it as um as um As like you know, down equivalent, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and he was like, then I kind of, I I figured you were talking about some kind of football, and I said, oh mate, it's rugby league, and then he again was like, oh the All Blacks, and I was like, nah mate, like (laughs) it's crazy
1: to me that so many Americans know who the All Blacks are, incredible. I mean, they did play that one test against Ireland in Chicago a couple of years ago, right? But that can't be it.
2: Do they they love Sonny Bill Williams? Maybe Maybe. we should get more on that. But (laughs) yeah, like they, so you know, and then eventually I said, oh like you know, here's a, you know, here's some highlights, and I showed him highlights from last year's grand final. And he was like, oh, you know, and they just roll it back. And, and I was like, yeah, he's like, and he was like, so what's rugby? Like, isn't that like rugby? And I was like, no, nah, like rugby, mate, they sort of all, I'm like, I'll be honest, mate, I don't actually properly understand rugby, but they all dive in. The balls, that's right. I said, oh, can they intercept the ball as they're rolling it back to the teammate? And I said, no, you can't strike at the ball while they're playing the ball um, back. But I said, in rugby, you kind of can. And that's probably the main difference. But I said, it makes for a much messier and confusing game because you just have blokes piling into the ruck, whereas in our game, you don't. And, and that probably makes it simpler for people to watch.
1: Mm. I'm not here to speak for the rest of the world, but I am certain that if you expose Americans to rugby league to the same extent that rugby union is exposed to them, they would prefer it just because yeah. it's similar to their sport.
2: I, I think so. So I think, you know, the key is, I've said this to a few people this week, and this, you know I had a lot of conversations with people involved in rugby league over here in the past fortnight. The key, and what they say to me, is the key is not so much what happens on Saturday night. Like, it seems mm-hmm. like we're tracking for a great crowd. It genuinely is a great vibe around the place. I remember there's a stack of Aussies in, but the key is not what happens on Saturday night. Uh, If we get 40,000 plus to this game, great. But, you know, if they can't make it accessible for people in this country for the next 12 months and we expect that to be a success off the back of one double header and don't come back again until next year, nothing's going to be achieved. They have to find a way to to allow the fans here, any new fans they get to connect with the sport, uh, in the in-between time so again going back to Drew he was suggesting that we make that the NRL makes watch NRL free the watch NRL app free and yep. I know that's you know a head of office they talk about the money they can make out of getting a market through that but and obviously Fox Sports has rights here my understanding is they have one game a week and it's not the same time slot it's kind of hard to work out when it is so if you could make watch NRL free and you gave people a chance to watch our sport for free because they're not going to pay $165 to sign up for a sport they don't no, watch no of course not then maybe you can get the connection. Then also there's you know, teams on the ground. There's all kinds of things. Well, that's but, the biggest... Yeah. That, to me, was the
1: biggest catalyst for the NFL's growth in Australia. Like, I was already a fan at this point, but I feel like it really exploded when NFL Red Zone was, f- mm. not free, but on ESPN.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, mate, I'll be honest, and I'm different, I know, to a lot of listeners. Like, I, I'm not an American sports guy. Like, I'll watch the NFL, it's on the background, I'll watch the NBA, but I'm not a guy who mm. has a team. Like, eh, But...
1: Until the US Cricket League gets off the ground properly.
2: Maybe, probably not, <laughs> but maybe. but like if i if I um you know if it's on the background, I watch it, but there's no way in the world I'm forking out one hundred and sixty five dollars a year to watch the NFL or the NBA via an app. And if you think about my knowledge of the NFL or NBA, that would still be probably superior, that's superior to ninety nine percent of Americans' knowledge of the NRL correct. So if I'm not forking that out for an app and I literally am a rugby league, a sports journalist then what chance does the NRL have of getting Americans to fork out $165 for Rugby League? Yeah,
1: it's interesting. I More and more as the week progresses, and we'll talk about the vibe more so in a second, but more and more as the week progresses, I kind of feel like the way forward with this exercise to be a success isn't necessarily winning Americans. over. It's just making sure that thousands of Aussies come every year when they do it, which perhaps isn't what the NRL envisioned when they floated this in the first place. But, I mean, mate, I've seen a lot of people mm. have flown in. They're, 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 I don't know. We don't have an exact number yet. We'll probably get one after the game on the mm. weekend. But depending on what stories you read, it's between like five and 15,000. Yeah, like, that is a huge number of people coming over to watch the games.
2: And, and I hear a couple of thousand from the UK as well. I think someone, mm. saying, someone said to me this morning about 3,000 from the UK. Yeah, right. Okay. So, and, and that's certainly anecdotally what I'm hearing as well. But I agree to an extent, like Magic Round is a success, right? Because everyone goes up to Brisbane Correct. and it's great. But with the financial outlay that is this event, and the whole purpose of coming here, I mean, let's not be around the bush, the whole purpose of coming here is to make money for the game eventually. Yes. You know, we can talk about doing the right thing and growing the game, but ultimately it's to put more money into the Adderall's coffers, which then can put more money to club, um, you know, funding and, and player salaries go up and yada, yada, yada. That's that's the whole exercise. And if they can't get TV audiences here, and I'm, again, it's, a you know, we're only talking about very, very, very small percents of the market, but if they can't, Get people to watch here, and they can't find a way to get people in interested in the sport here. Then I don't know that it, I mean, it'll still be a great event, and maybe the event continues for a long time, but I don't know that it actually achieves much for the NRL. Yeah. And again, I'm not talking about, I mean, Peter Vellante said if we get 1% of the population, I don't think, I think we're 1% talking, is wildly ambitious. I, I think we're talking 0.1%. Point point so even would be that amazing. would be a tremendous. Yeah, I agree. And that would result in some kind of, you know, financial windfall back.
1: I mean, yeah. Like I did enjoy trail last night, saying, "Oh, we'll have forty thousand people, and hopefully, millions watching." And I thought, "Well, you're going to get the former, but the latter seems oh, they'll get ambitious. Oh, they'll be the ones back home. Yes, yeah. I mean, that's that's true, actually. Yeah, it's fascinating to me this whole project. Like, it really, I know it's a thing that's been floated around in RLHQ for years and years, but Mm. we never really expected it to happen, and now we're here. And so, part of me is curious to see what happens next year when they do it again. Because in addition to seeing plenty of people in South Roosters, Manly, and Brisbane gear, I've seen a lot of Para, Mm. Penrith, people with like podcast or Instagram account, merchandise, like people from all over the Mm. rugby league spectrum, like Super League, all international teams, all that stuff. And so they're kind of here as a pilgrimage as well. And I know that we've got some friends back home who wanted to come because it was like, oh, shit, the NRL's in Vegas. Mm. So I just wonder how many of those people would be willing to do it again next year?
2: I don't know the numbers on this, but I'd love to know what the, and this is on a much smaller scale, but what the numbers were like for travelling fans for Magic Round in yeah. 2019?
1: Well, that's the only one I didn't go to. So, anecdotally, I can say that it, it was a lot smaller. And obviously,
2: 2020 didn't happen because of COVID. Yep. But from 2019 to the send-off of Thorn in 2021, yeah. I'd like to know if the travelling numbers increased or they decreased. I don't know. And... Yes,
1: Just from people I know and and fans of this show and and people that uh, I think it's gotten bigger every every year. So maybe it's not got bigger in 22 and 23, but it's certainly sustained the level it was at in 2021, which I think was significantly higher than
2: 2019. That's my understanding as well. I don't know, but then I know this costs a lot more money and it's probably hard. The difference, I guess, with Magic Round is it's easy to go, I'm going to go up there every year, whereas I don't know that you can... Justify Going it. Going to Brisbane
1: for a weekend is a relatively easy commitment. Yeah, Whereas so, coming halfway around the world, to, also important to note, bar one team, everyone plays at Magic Round. Yeah, so it yeah. doesn't matter who you go for, you're seeing your team unless you are a... Dra- is it Dragons this year? Yeah, Dragons So unless you're a Dragons right. fan, you're seeing your team this year if you go to Magic Round. Yeah. You've only got like a 25% chance of seeing your team here, which is I think is the other part. So...
2: I think it's more 2026 that will be the interesting one because like, mm. people, I think, will see this event and go, that's awesome, like, that was cool, and they'll see, yeah like, they'll know of people who went and said it was great. And you'd they'll, imagine they pick four different teams next year. Uh, I think we'll definitely won't be the same four teams. I okay. wouldn't be surprised if potentially one or two return. I, again, that seems up in the air, but, you know, the Broncos um, brand or Russell Crowe,
1: Right. That's true.
2: Like, I don't know if maybe those two become. I don't know. That's probably. There's people who might know the answer to this question. There's people who might not. But um, I think, yeah, I, I think like next year people will be like, oh, that looked awesome. Maybe I'll go to that. But it's mm. in two years' time that's when really you've kind point. of almost exhausted your, mar- your, your, yeah, your yeah, market yeah. of people who might go. So that's probably where it becomes more of a challenge. Because
1: I do know thing. some people that were like, oh, I'd come if my team were playing. Yeah. So yeah. you'll get you'll get that residual effect next year. But you're right. With every year that passes, that chance of that new team obviously decreases a little bit. And, and I mean, the magic wears off.
2: And, yeah, the magic wears off. The people who would just go because they're in neutral have worn off. And, you know, let's be honest, there's also a lot of NREL games where we get 7,000 people there. So, you know, again, I'm not trying to put it down. You know, I think this is going to no, be no, an incredible no. event. And
1: but obviously, the flip side is it becomes... A yearly pilgrimage yeah. in the way that other foreign sporting events are, in the yes. way that obviously it will never be the scale, but in the way that things like Wimbledon or the mm. Ashes and all that stuff are, it just becomes a thing that people go, Oh, Vegas and Arrow, that'll be fun. And it will be fun if you go. Like, you're going to, if you come to this as a punter, you're going to have a good time. There's so much stuff to do. Vegas is such a thriving place, and you know you're going to go watch two games of footy at a world-class stadium. A stadium that's better than any NRL stadium. Matty, so, I had
2: no idea what it is. I had no idea what to expect coming here. I've, I've never been to Vegas before. Mm. I've only been to Hawaii, so I haven't been to the US. Okay, okay, right? okay. So I had no idea what to expect coming here um, and I had no idea what to expect in terms of how the NRL was going to be received and the vibe around the place. It's, this is far beyond what I expected. I was a little skeptical coming here. I Honestly, I've... I'm not a gambler, so like Vegas doesn't necessarily isn't my thing. But it's I've loved. I think it's great, and to the point where like I actually am surprised by how much stuff there is for all ages. But anyway, besides that, I think there is a far better vibe around Mm rugby league here than I thought there'd be. And I actually now think this on some levels will be a success, whereas you know not necessarily a success in the one percent of the population success. but but. I think there is going to be a success out of this. Whereas if you'd asked me four days ago, I would have gone, oh, maybe. You know, well, we'll the other... Yeah, the thing is, like, last night,
1: this morning, my wife and I went to the outlets, like, everywhere I've gone, I've seen rugby league mm. gear, everywhere I've gone, like, every 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 bar I've walked past, every every time I've been out in the street walking from one place to another so far across the two days, I've seen seen people in rugby mm. league gear, which I think bodes extremely well for the weekend. I know there's still thousands more to come. I know that a lot of people aren't even here yet, so it's only, what, Thursday morning our time yeah. as we're recording this, so it, it does... I think you're right. It does seem like it's trending in a positive direction.
2: And... Dare I say I, I know there was a few. There were a few laughs during the week when Jason Saab said they've brought the best four teams here. Which I mean, to be fair, Jason Saab can't exactly go on you know TV here and go, oh yeah, we brought you know a team that made last year's grand final, a team that underachieved, another team that you know let's be honest had the greatest capitulation in history, sorry, Matty, and true. the Manly side who just didn't perform at all. But what I will say is, like I think they are actually four of the more exciting teams to watch. Like Souths and Manly missed the eight last year, but. Uh, they are two very enjoyable teams to watch. Yep. Um, the Broncos and Roosters, obviously Broncos were probably the best team to watch in the NRL last year. And the Roosters, with the, what they've got out wide and Teddy and whatnot, they are, yeah, again, equally good to watch. Maybe there are more entertaining teams, but we haven't exactly brought over teams that thrive on... And I think results. it's
1: important to note that each of those teams has a has a guy that Americans could gravitate well, towards. But All the fullbacks. That's, that's that you, the you, point you, I was making yesterday. Yeah.
2: They've, I, they've literally brought over if not the four best fullbacks in the NRL because I guess a fullback did win the Dally M last year but probably four of the best five Pap might have enough, something to say about that but Dylan you know, it's Edwards the oh
1: the Pender fans are going to come <laughs> for you Scotty it's over well I
2: mean I love Dylan Edwards but he's not exactly the same excitement machine that there's four that's true are, you know what I mean Oh mate, the Americans will be pouring
1: into watch his workmanlike I, approach I, I to I the game Dylan would, oh, I love Dylan Edwards I love he's Dylan awesome, Edwards like he's awesome but his game doesn't necessarily translate to Americans being Jordan encapsulated Lui by
2: him. or Nathan Cleary would work over mm. here but Dylan Edwards is not that guy right but, but yeah I think they've brought and, and if if we're being honest, what is... And I, I don't know that they planned it this way, but if we're being honest and we're talking really simple about rugby league, what players pre- produce the most exciting plays? You'd probably argue it's a fullback, right? Like all yep. wingers, I guess. But like if you don't know the sport... Correct. Right? So, um, And they've brought, arguably, the four best fullbacks in the NRL here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they planned that. They probably didn't, but it's actually worked out quite well. Yeah, and four
1: guys who can make highlight real plays yeah. every time they get the ball. So I think that, that part of it's worked out mm. super well for them. Is there anyone in particular that you think... Besides those four fullbacks that we just talked about, anyone that could really, you know, bring some Americans in with, with the way they play this weekend,
2: I think it's more like guys like um, like a Payne Haast or mm. Taniela Pesekar, or and I'm just running top my head through these packs, um, like a Spencer Lenu, um Sean Kepi, Sean Keppy. <laughs> no not Sean <laughs> Kepi, sorry, but no, like I can't call him a Keon Callum at tongue. You know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, like yeah, these yeah, guys yeah. who who run at pace and, and hit the line hard, like. Um, I don't know why When you said Sean Keffy I was you just, just you know, yep, yep, and I was like hang me. on No no not Sean Keffy But like these guys Who, who like You know and I know Obviously there are Similar skill sets In the NFL But I think they're The kind of guys That could also make A bit of an impact On the American Like if Spencer Lenny Just like Bulldozer Puts a block on his yeah, ass yeah, As he yeah, yeah. You know, charges through him Like I think that Is the kind of thing That could be a highlights Real play Absolutely right I agree So yeah maybe Something like that What, what do you reckon
1: yeah, I think definitely some of those bullocking forwards for sure. I think a guy like Damian Cook as well. If he, yeah. if he if he breaks into some space, they'll be, I think, more than capable of of you know creating a play as he's done so many times over the last few years.
2: Over under on mm. we don't have, we don't have an American call team, do we? So sh- there's, yeah. I don't think there's something that's going. I meant to look at this this morning, thing around to it. I don't think there's anything that's going to the states. I think they'll just get the Fox Sports coverage. Yeah. Right. So. Over under how many times it is mentioned in the call as they try and pitch this game to Americans. Damian Cook, who, of course, is a beach sprinter. Yeah, that's true. All the things that are old and new again this week. Yeah, dude, it was...
1: I mean, I was standing next to you at the launch thing yesterday. And, yeah, it was very funny hearing those players get introduced and the sort of pandering to Americans. (laughs) And he's the dummy half. He masters that area of the field, which is like the line of scrimmage.
2: He's a dynamic hooker, I think. The the The, the thing,
1: like, he explained every other, like part of yeah. our rugby league parlance that wouldn't make sense to americans but then he just breezed straight through hooker <laughs> was he was like explaining <laughs> meticulously all the other stuff like the number of tackles the dummy half being the line of scrimmage all this stuff and then he was also like and he's a dynamic hooker and then just kept talking <laughs> i was like mate you sure you don't want to no oh, all right oh, cool yep good great yep don't explain that one that was fine <laughs> so good <laughs> Maybe that'll get the Americans in. Just <laughs> tell them, maybe. Maybe mate. Maybe that, that was it. There's was hookers running around the field <laughs> in Las
2: Vegas. Yeah, that'll <laughs> get them on top. That's point. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Guys Like guys are just a little bit different from what they see. Mm, I know? think so.
1: Yeah, so I- I'm super excited, mate. What do you think we're going to get from these two games? We'll start with our team's buttonheads first of all. I do feel like we should have put the helmets on yesterday we and ran at each other. Geez, the helmets are great. Mate, I'm. Bungards, however many, I can get into my highest crew by Sunday. Yeah. Wish Campo was here. Bungards, too, undefeated. We stole We. we Never forget. but um, So what number are we up to now? Uh, five or six. Right, okay. Yeah, we, we're yep. getting a crew together. Yeah, you're, okay. you're a part of it.
2: Yep, okay, I'm in on the helmet. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. Yep. Yeah.
1: So but anyway, if, if people haven't seen photos that, that people took at the launch, they, they've they stylized four gridiron helmets uh, in each of the four teams' cards, which is interesting, Scott, because the first thing you said to me when I saw you was... <laughs>
2: no pads, no helmets, except right here in the marketing.
1: <laughs> the whole thing was no pads, no helmets. That's been like the most... <laughs> tiresome selling point Which with this a, sport I for years and years and years oh they don't wear pads <laughs> they don't wear <laughs> helmets the first rugby league related thing I
2: see when I land is helmets I mean it looked awesome it looked great they looked cool as hell and can I also just say you know we talk about like trying to market the game here yep. Why we, Why is the idea, hey, let's take a shit on your favourite sport and tell you why we're better?
1: I've never understood that tactic, hey. We're basically trying to neg a country of 300 yeah. million people. Like, they love their sport. Don't tell them it's shit. Don't tell them it's soft. Just say, if you like the NFL, you'll like this sport. It's yeah. kind of like it. Yeah. But not really. Like, I, don't, I don't know
2: what the marketing approach should be. I'm not a marketing and, expert. And, to be, and again, they have seem to have done well, so it's hard to be critical, yeah. but...
1: Don't yeah, I've never liked teams. that. I think that they now... Like, I, I realised stuff with Rob Gronkowski last week. I don't know if you saw it, just reacting to plays. Yeah. I thought uh, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, again, was, t- partic- uh, and again, of course, people are like, oh, he's calling it rugby. It's like, man, who cares? Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. one of the greatest NFL players of all time yeah. and probably one of the most viral in terms of online presence. And it doesn't matter presence. how
2: fake it seemed to us as long as it's sold to people who aren't. I believe running. that
1: Gronk a man who once reportedly missed a free throw in a basketball game on purpose so that his team's score would stay at 69. I believe <laughs> that he was genuinely amused by what he saw.
2: He may have been amused, but I think he'd seen it four times before he watched it. That's probably true. I, I think that, didn't think of more that the yeah. case. Anyway, um, where were we? The helmets? No, where, where were we? Well, the we the were, were going to talk about the game, but then we got distracted by the, <laughs> the helmets, helmets. But yeah,
1: South Manly, an interesting game to start the start the season. They played that... Uh, very tense affair last mm. year. The day, the a couple of days after John Sattler passed, with of course yep. Lachlan Ilias kicking that field goal in extra time in a game. Where, I on. Yeah, I yes. thought Manly were probably the better team that night. That mm. is a world away from now. That's that's almost twelve full months ago now. Yeah, yeah.
2: But uh, how are you feeling? I I really don't know what to expect um, on Saturday night. Like it, these two teams are so hard to read in some ways, right? Like I've got both these teams in my top eight um, based on the fact we know what South can do if you cut out the second half of last year mm. and based on my dear desire for Tom Boy, we should play a full season.
1: That's the thing. That's the biggest question mark is, is but he's playing this weekend. He's playing so.
2: this, so that's, that's why it's hard to actually, I think you could almost in some ways, like you say we're worlds away from round three last year, mm. but are we? Like I think that's actually a better form guide than what we saw in the last few months of last season. Well
1: I would hope so I would, I would hope so I, I think we both hope That's the case It's funny on Turbo though Like I didn't want to ask him This yesterday Because I thought it was slack But I was in my head I was thinking Like what comical way Can he hurt himself that's In insane. this in this stadium That's slightly smaller Than he's used to I like, won't go I, I won't go Like he, he topples <laughs> over The advertising hoardings Or something <laughs> like that Like I don't know I mean it, actually, well there was a, when, he, when they forced him to put the helmet on yesterday I thought there's a way where he just gets his helmet stuck on his head and strains like a neck ligament trying I, to pull it off
2: I did think that, so there was a magician there yesterday and I did think if if this guy's a magician can we just get him like I the say, money been spent on Bill Knowles. love
1: Tom he wasn't giving the magician a whole lot <laughs> as, the, as, the, as the recipient <laughs> of the magic trick
2: um, but um, yeah so I think you know one thing that's been really underplayed and I know you guys spoke about it a little bit but the size of the field mm. and it feels like the last few days there's a bit more talk about it but I think if there's two teams, it actually weirdly matches up well because I think yep. Manly and South are equally impacted by it. South obviously use their edges really well and score. I think they score the most tries out wide of any team in the NRL. Manly thrive on getting Tom Trbojevic into space. There's going to be less space for him, so I think these two teams are mm. impacted in different ways but equally impacted. And then like the Broncos and Roosters, I think it that they're, they're both sides that have great forward packs. So it probably I'm so keen out. for that. We'll get to that game in a minute, but that's why yeah. I'm
1: particularly keen for that because I think it's. Going to force those two teams just bash into each yeah, other, fragments. yeah. Which I'm very be, keen. I for think it. that's going
2: to be good. But back to Manly South. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm probably. I think Manly are outsiders, aren't they? And I, and I think that's. I think it's more of a toss of the coin job than anything else. I'm going to say Manly for you know. I'll show some kind of bias there, but I do genuinely believe that it, it's much more of a toss of the coin job than at least what the book is. Have made out Um, especially I'm interested in what Luke Brooks can do he did have a niggling injury yesterday didn't train with the main group but he insists he's fine and good to go Um, and he just seems so much more relaxed than he did at any time during the Tigers actually the famous night at uh, Leichhardt last year what was it 62-6
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no, they. I think they scored more. I think Cowboys scored like eighteen
2: in the. Oh, uh, it might have been. Yeah, right. I remember talking. Starvetale,
1: the greatest center of all time.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. I uh, talking,
1: S- South Sydney are minus one twenty five on DraftKings. I don't. I. They're betting odds. This could be a whole podcast on how <laughs> fucked their betting odds know, are. They make mean. no sense. I think that means Souths like a dollar seventy, and Manly are like two bucks.
2: Yeah, yeah, that sounds about okay. right from what I would heard in the week. But I, um, I was thinking this morning, like. I remember talking to Luke Brooks at Leichhardt that night in the sheds and what should have been the best day of his career. was his turn mm. of game. And they win by 50 at Leichhardt, packed house. everyone sh- you know chanting Brooksie at the end of the game. And in the sheds after that game, and it was like, it was the first time I knew for certain he was leaving because I remember asking him, oh, mate, how soon do you reckon a deal can get done? If they want to keep you, you're staying here. And he was just like, nah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And he was so tense and, sh- you know, the way of the world on his shoulders, even in that situation. You compare him to what he's been like the last month or so talking to him at Manly. I know it's preseason. I know people are less stressed in February than they are in June or May, mm. but he just seems such a more relaxed guy. And I think the way he's going to be on the field will be similar to that, obviously, with a you know genuine half outside him. It's oh, fascinating him, to yeah. see
1: what's happened. It's 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 definitely the best halves player he's ever played with. Oh, by far yeah and that's no disrespect to mitchell moses but i think mitchell moses definitely became a whole new yeah. man after he left that's the tigers history. himself so yeah 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 it's definitely exciting to see what happens in that regard souths to me are so strange mm. i will never get over what happened at the end of last year it will never make sense to me what the hell happened when they played penrith twice melbourne twice brisbane uh, a couple other good teams at the start of the year smoked them all well apart from Oh, did we? No, we we lost one each to Melbourne, but we beat them yeah, the yeah. second time we played each. Other. So we were ben in really good form around, yeah. in the in those. It,
2: and then it just yeah, I, I'll never understand what happened, mate. I'll never ever ever understand as long as I live. I I, I tell you something funny, right? So I was, I was away for two and a half months last year, so I missed yeah me big portion. Says I left the, I left the country. Mm-hmm. So the last game of NRL I did before, or last weekend of NRL I did before I left the country was. Um, South played para and got beat at Yeah that that was like round 12 or something at Park. at Park, indigenous round right so it was a weird result but they were still it was kind of like I was just like oh whatever and then like I watched footy over there and like around work and I saw bits and pieces of it but like not enough that I was paying proper attention to what it meant if you know I mean. like i've watched been yeah, yeah. a fan instead of, of Zim, course yeah, you know yeah, I mean, yeah in our role so and like obviously i watched manly games every week and it was kind of like if i was getting ready and it was the time the footy was on i'd have it on the background or i'd check a score or if mm-hmm. i went for a run up on the radio but i wasn't you know into it
1: running with the footy on the radio that is hardcore that's was, some nick Campden shit i, I it's like that the way to go it's the way to go i can't so, do podcasts when i run i need like
2: heavy music i prefer music but i like i was I respect my, it. I need my footy. I respect it. Sorry. Anyway. So, anyway. So, like, I knew, like it was funny. Myself and um, Sam Jordan from Shell and I, will, one day we we're talking, and I was like, What's going on? Like, if South lost again, and he's like, Yeah, I think they're down to like seventh. And I was like, no, nah, that's like, that absolutely cannot be the case. Like, they were winning the comp. And, I, like, and I'm like, Actually, they did lose. Like, oh, they lost, like, Holy shit. What the fuck? What's happened to South? Mm. And so, I, I don't know what happened, but it, it, just, no it was the most bizarre collapse. And I know you, you feel that more than anyone. No, you know, but like...
1: it's just... Uh, and so, like, I think the stakes are quite high for South this weekend and mm. in the first few weeks of the season because you need to you need to put that stink away. You've yeah. got to get it out of here. You've got to start this season strong enough that people kind of forget. I mean, people won't forget until the finals, but if they go on and... If they don't turn up on, on Saturday and they, they put in another limp performance... Then the the same concerns that lingered yeah. for months in the off season are going to continue. Who've um,
2: they, who they got round two? They've got they've got roosters. Two. It's roosters round three, I roosters think. I, they must have Brisbane next in round two because the f- first two rounds the Vegas teams crossover. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's
1: the, yeah. Brisbane round two at, at SunCorp, and then yeah, roosters round three. So, so there's a world
2: where and I don't want to say it's chilly. I no, mean, there but there is a world where they're zero on three, and then but Bulldogs not-
1: Bulldogs Good Friday never easy. So yeah. I mean, Mate, yeah. good Friday. Never. No, is
2: ju- I mean, I, I'm not saying Souths are going to lose their first three because I think I think they're every chance of winning on Saturday night, and mm-hmm. I think they're every chance of beating the Roosters or Brisbane. They have every chance
1: of beating anyone if they play well. Absolutely. Which is the they, whole, which
2: is the whole problem. Right? They could be three and zero. They could be zero and three. So, and
1: what do I want to see? I just want to see a team. We, see, we asked Damien Cook yesterday, right? And he was talking about how the effort levels were still there, and they, they even they didn't really know what happened. I just want to see a team that rips in and tries stuff and doesn't just, just go through the motions. Yeah. And I think we will get that. I think that. Looking at the trail yesterday, he is primed for a big game. I think he really wants to put on a show in the in, in Las Vegas. Mm. I think that he's been captivated by the bright lights, and I hope that I hope that that translates across to when he gets on the field in a couple of days. And I just think that with everything that happened last year, they need to come out and really put on a show in this first game and really make a statement yeah. that things are different. And if not, yeah, then it's an entirely different conversation. Yeah, yeah. but. I like, I think South's matchup favourably. I think the narrow field, I agree with your points regarding both of the teams, but I do think that if this does get into a battle in the middle of the field, I do think South's have a little bit more quality than Manly do. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. hope to see everything they're doing with the forward pack and moving guys around. I hope to see that it all pays dividends. Keon on the left now. It's a new thing. He look really good in the charity show. So we're going to
2: get Keon v. Hamole. Mm. That's going to be good. That th- that is something that could light up. That, that could, could get the get Americans to, on. Yeah, side. that could get yeah. the
1: Americans on board for sure. So that'll be fine on that side. And this was the
2: game. Remember last year at uh, um, a call where they randomly started him in the middle. Yeah, and it was a bizarre tactic. And then K- Hamoli played uh, Alakavati had a really good game. On yeah, manly. He's got right try, age. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a re- he had, a, he, had a, he had a really good start of the year. He's got try. Mate, on he that was right back edge. row of the year for the first half of the year. Yeah, and, really and then good. again, I don't know what happened. because yeah. I missed it, but yeah, something obviously went wrong. But like he, they, I think they shifted Keon back out to the edge mm. late in the game. And he might have even had an impact out there from memory. I can't remember. Yeah. But point is, it was, that was a weird move. But yeah, he v. Hamale tomorrow night will be... Sorry, yeah. Saturday night will be something. Really looking
1: forward to that. And I do think that if South's problems are sort of in the centres and with that other back row spot, which I think is fair, I yeah. think that's probably their biggest problem right now because there's no Jack White and there's no Campbell Graham. I think that is nullified a little bit by the, the yeah. field being a little, be, a little bit tighter. And um, I would hope that... All of that leads to a to a South Sydney win. I think it will. I do think it will. I do, but I think it'll be a close game. I think that Manly, Manly never roll over against Souths, no matter how they're going. So I think this should be a really fun game.
2: The one positive maybe one for Manly is we talked about Tom earlier. I don't recall Tom having maybe with the exception of a semi of the twenty twenty one semi final or prelim final. Oh sorry, prelim final or, and also the qualify Sorry, week one and week three of the twenty twenty one finals. But that was because Manly's forward pack just had nothing compared to the South's forward pack yep. and the Melbourne forward pack. I don't recall Tom Trebouvidch having quiet games in big games. Like look at him in Origin, that's usually when he plays his best football. Um, and and th- you know, this is going to be as as big as it gets for Tom Trebouvidch so far in his career, with the exception of Origin. Maybe yep. on par, in, not no, oh, not on par for Origin, but you know what I'm saying. As far as occasion goes, I,
1: I hope we don't see a Jackson Paulo moonwalk in this game like we did in that prelim.
2: I hope we do this time. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, he was he terrorised us last year in his revenge game for the yes, Roosters. So double revenge right. game coming up. Paulo v. Kepi. The stakes have never been higher.
2: What? You know what? Why haven't they just put them on the billboards? <laughs> hey,
1: I don't know. Great question. A great question. Um, and the second game, Brisbane Roosters. I am so keen for this. <laughs> the Roosters for like the fourth year in a row are getting all the preseason hype. I'm falling for it this time. So am I. I am. Uh, I, I, and yeah, I, I don't think they can afford to have another slow start like they have in the couple of past years. And I don't think that they can have afford to have another season where they're not right back up there challenging for a premiership. And I think that... Brisbane in the same boat need to just pick up where they left off. They had such a fantastic year last year. It didn't work out well for them in the last 20 minutes of the grand final. But up until that point, they played great football in that grand final, and I think they'll be really hungry for this one.
2: I think it's You can't say now or never because the Roosters have won two premierships yes. with this team, but it's it's you know, it's the window is closing. They lose the two Joeys the end of this year, they lose Jared, Luke the another year. old I know he's just re signed for one more year, but you know. I think this is the year they have to win it if they're going to get another one out of this group. So, I, I like the Roosters issue. On paper, they're just an incredible side. And, and I probably, you know, it's not often you'd say, look at the way that Brisbane finished that season last year, but I actually probably prefer the Roosters on Saturday night against Brisbane. Um, I know this might not be a popular opinion and I'm not saying for a second that the Pat Carrigan, Adam Reynolds uh, fiasco was a big deal because it absolutely wasn't a big deal. I mean, it was to have a bit of a wrestle. But I do think that if the Broncos don't start the season well, it would be very fair... It will be fair to say did the hype at the end of last year and the way they were treated like rock stars, did that carry a bit into their off-season, their preseason, And is that going to be an issue they have? Like, Mm. would would the Carrigan-Reynolds thing have happened before last season? Maybe it would have. I don't know. Like, I'm I'm not pretending it's a big deal, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like, Mm. I'm just not... I'm really interested to see what the mentality of Brisbane is. Nah, I was just boys being boys. I wasn't worried about that at all. They were just mucking around. But I know what they were, but I guess, I guess what I'm saying is like they're now getting like fan days where they're getting massive crowds. They weren't getting that at the start that's last true. year. There's body like there's, there's essentially a bodyguard on Reese Walsh, right? Not bodygu- <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? Like yeah, security yeah. on Reese Walsh, that wasn't happening at the start last mm. year. I'm not, you know, uh, people probably have a crack at me here and say that's it's ridiculous. But I just think I can see a world where if they don't start the season well, there will be questions asked about the mentality of them compared to last year. That you know, hunger is still there.
1: Yep, I buy that for sure. Uh, I think the Roosters will win this one. Yep, I, uh, I think it's gonna be a great game. Though I really am just very excited to to see both those teams
2: go at it, relatively mm. full, full strength, close to close to. No Jared for the Roosters, yeah, 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 and no Dom yeah. Young, but yep. I mean, who knows how that back is going to look anyway? I think. Well, Dom I mean, Young yeah,
1: it's it's crazy that like. They've signed Dom Young in the first place, but it's still a red-hot backline without him. So,
2: So, Robbo was saying the other week that essentially through the first 10 rounds, he won't have a first-choice backline. He will rotate them almost. Yeah, right. Okay. Because he... I mean, maybe not rotate them. Like, I don't think we're going to see a world where James Sidesco misses a game and then... Sure. But but essentially, they're not going to... He won't have the same guy sitting on the sidelines for the first 10 weeks. Um, So... Where they land, oh, I honestly I still don't know. I don't know where they land, but they, you know Dom Young's injury is sort of saving does, the question yeah, this yeah, week. Yeah, there's
1: no, no no worries about that this week. But yeah, all right, that's it. Uh, we've got plenty more to do this week. What, what we haven't really talked about the general vibe. Like what's what's been your highlights so far in terms of stuff you've seen,
2: mate? I tell you what, the lights are a lot brighter and bigger here than in Campbelltown. That's all I know. Just just slightly.
1: Um, I, although then you'll find some backstreets which do have
2: all the charm of Campbelltown. That it's is a very great. good point. Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit safer in Campbelltown, but mm. no. Uh, what's been my highlight, mate, I think just walking this trip and taking it in. Like, I yeah, know yeah, as you said, you've never been here before. I've never like, been here before. And like I said, I'm not a gambler, so like the casinos don't lure me in in the same way they might others, but um, like the Bellagio. The Fountain. Found life. Yeah, like, that was epic. Yeah. I managed to sneak in a a playing tour over the Grand Canyon yesterday morning because there wasn't much on in the morning. like Just stuff like that. I think mm. it's been epic. It's funny, right? Because I did say to Charlie and you last night, I said, mate, I'm surprised like... How this could actually be a thing for all ages and like actually, there's things here that my four year old would like. But yeah, then, absolutely. I was walking down the street and all I could smell was weed, and there were there only there's underwear, a very and strong weed smell. So maybe it's not a place for four year old. Yeah, they, they really
1: saying, do juxtapose that well with like kid friendly stuff, and yeah, like semi naked women and the scent of drugs. Yeah, it makes no into, sense because
2: yeah. I was like, oh, this could work, and then I was like, not that I'd, I probably would have bring her here on a holiday anyway, but it was just like I went to did the New Yorker roller coaster. Oh right? yeah, yeah, and I was like, oh, like. Is it Big arcade, Georgia would love this. And then, like this morning, I'm like, no, no, absolutely not. Would not be bringing in my four year old. <laughs> oh,
1: dear, oh dear. All right, Scott, uh, thank you so much for coming on. I'm sure you'll be back on later. Uh, you can find all of Scott's work on AAP, wherever you uh, consume your AAP content, whether it's on ESPN, for example. Exactly, you can find it on ESPN. I is read it, your story it? on like the most neat. Hang on, I'll try and pull it up while you. Uh, what other stories have you got coming through the week?
2: Uh, what have I got? So, actually, I plug stuff I've had, which is more sort of where the game can go um in america uh, i did a sports feature in that over the weekend and need for free-to-air tv or free streaming mm. uh, and yeah there'll be more general rugby league stuff over the next few days
1: uh, i read your story on the augusta margaret river mail this morning because <laughs> <So. laughs> <laughs> i knew you i just i just typed in like james sedesco and put in news because i knew you'd written a story it. i wanted to read it and that was the link that came up
2: yeah so. it's um it's well, when you say, where will you read AAP, you are reading in places you don't realise you're reading AAP. Yeah, correct. That is the best way to describe it.
1: All right. Thank you, Scott.
2: Thank you, Matt. And we are back. And we are joined now by
1: Channel 9's Neil Desmond, who is looking a bit worse for
0: wear. Vegas might have got him early. It nicked me. It nicked me, Matt. It's, uh, it hasn't quite got me. We're back. We're firing. Um, but, yeah, we uh, we didn't miss last night, I think it's safe to say. Yep. Um so
1: you, you've, if people are new listeners, Neil is of course uh, a wizard with TV packages. Anytime you watch, sort of any of those big intros before a big finals game or anything like that on Channel Nine, that's that's usually Neil's handiwork, and he's here putting together that stuff, a bunch of live crosses and plenty more for Channel Nine back home. How's it been so far, workwise, mate, and what else you got planned,
0: mate? It's been good. It's been good. It's good to get, get, yeah, good to get the call up once we learn how to talk again. For- <laughs> But today, it was good to get the call up to come over here. Uh, a bit different for what we're doing uh, to talk TV for a sec. We're kind of, it's a big show for Fox and Nine's one's um, getting a little bit of it. So, mm. mate, we come out. I only flew in yesterday, Matt. So, I came in, stayed awake um, and, and saw a bit of the NRL stuff, caught up with you and the Sandman, Damien Cook and a few of those boys. And, mate, it's been good. Resorts World is where it's all happening. Mm. Um, bit weird though. Every team under the same roof don't think they're happy, the boys. Yeah, I thought that was a little bit strange. And they've also seemed to have, thought, I mean, and a lot of the
1: media contingent are in there as well. I think they've consolidated everybody into one spot, which I guess can be both
0: a blessing and a curse, but yeah. I think it's, it depends on what side of the fence you're on. I think for the media side, it's a cool thing. And mm. Like this morning, I was on the blower to a few different people, and while you're there, every journalist's there, every player's walking by. So for that, it was good, but I spoke to a few of the Manly boys the other day, and he, they said it was good until yesterday where everyone turned up and um, are all over you. But look, I think it's part of the fun. I think it's part of turning up and showing it all off and I, mean, I think it's going to be hit this weekend.
1: Yeah, Scott and I were talking earlier that we, our pessimism kind of dissipated mm-hmm. yesterday when we got here in the sense that there were far more fans walking the streets than I expected. How shocked have you been so far with the number of like footy jerseys
0: or footy-related outfits you've seen roaming the streets so far mate it it's huge it doesn't really feel like i'm in las vegas it feels like i'm in the east coast of australia because from our flight all the way to the last couple of days um there's aussies everywhere there's footy fans everywhere and they're coming out and you know what this is what year one of five and it already looks like it's gonna be pretty cool so i think um i might have i don't know how pessimistic i was but i was probably a realist of hey, you know, good luck to him. But, mate, I think it's going to go okay. As long as the footy's good, sometimes maybe that doesn't even matter, but I think it'll be a bit of fun.
1: Yeah, I think that a lot of it just sort of kind of depends on the next couple of years more so than this one. Like Scott and I discussed this earlier, like there won't be a novelty factor next year and if it's a couple of the teams are the same, it won't be you won't be getting guys who think, oh, this is my one chance to see my team in Las Vegas and all that stuff. So Scott made the point that he thinks it's actually... Not next year, but the year after, where it's gonna be the true test of what's gonna of of what's of whether it's gonna be working out or not. Because you'll get people next year who get FOMO from this one, but by year three that's gone. And at that point you need to hope that it can stand on its own merits at that point. How do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, I guess you can kinda of liken it to Magic Round in a sense. Mm. You know, and I think the last couple of years, of Magic Round, it's kind of changed. It's not just the the boys on the on the punters club trip away. It's it's really turned into families and footy fans from everywhere coming in. And I think that's what we might get. I think this is early on a bit of the you know a bit of the 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 heads coming out and the boys getting on tour. But we saw some families in the flight over. I yeah. think I think if you then could get just a fraction of you know the the tourists coming here, going, well, hold on, a bit like a seventh tournament that kind of comes around. Okay, yeah, the footy's there every year. I might, I might chip away at that and, and book Vegas in nice and early. So, man, I reckon it's got potential. This, I was out at the stadium, on the way here. Yeah. I've just come from there, and that's an incredible piece of work. I know, it's, like, it's so, so cool. did you get to go inside? Did you yeah, really, yeah. I was roaming around. Pass how's on. how's the grass looking? Well, the grass is outside, mm. right? As we speak on this in, on this podcast, and this the, the time stamp,er it, mate. It's uh, mate, it's just been lined up. It's looking fresh, and so they'll roll in. Um, ahead of the game. So, mate, it's cool. And then I kind of went rogue and wasted time just pottering around and, mate, just some of the, the I guess, the the captain's clubs and the sideline bars. It's a whole other world of decadence. It's ridiculous. And, you know, obviously we've modelled our new stadiums a little bit on this, but we're not even close to this thing. It's so much more. Yeah,
1: I haven't gone inside. So- I did. I went to the outside to get my media yep. stuff today. Didn't Didn't have much time to be there. But I have been to the Los Angeles Rams home stadium. Did watch a game there with Charlie a couple of months ago. And I guess that, along with this one, is like they're like the two like newest, biggest ones, right? So yeah. I think I have some idea of what it's going to be like. Yeah. I and that was... stadium, I remember just being mind blown when I walked in and thought back to spending every Saturday at ANZ with 12,000 people.
0: Yeah. And just thinking, this could not be <laughs> any more different. No, and looking, you know, I think NRL's cops some flack of you know, not being able to sell enough tickets or if it's not sold out, mate, please. Mate, we're getting close
1: to 40K, apparently. Yeah, mate. Even, are to be even if it's
0: 20K, even if it's 10. These stadiums are, are unreal. You know, we make aliens look full when you've got 20 in there. You well, know? that's the whole so, point of the modern architecture, right, is the, the way they're
1: designed is that they sound loud even if the crowd isn't full.
0: Yeah, I spoke to a bloke today at the end row and he said he saw a um, UNLV game there and there was only 10,000. Like they said it sounded as though it was full. Well, that, know, that bodes well, because there'll
1: definitely be more than that. So as long as...
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mate, the atmosphere's good. And, you know, the Fox guys, they'll do a great job of, of covering it and, and making you feel like you're there and, you know, with the sound and the atmosphere. So, man, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to being sidelined on Saturday and, and getting amongst it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we've got to hold on tight before then. We've got to make that fire the yeah. bunga. But, look... It's head down by my heart, mate. You know we're professionals. Yeah, We've we'll got the the fan fest down on Fremont Street later. That'll, yeah. that'll be a lot of fun.
1: But just on that in general, mate, like it just feels to me like it, it, as as you touched on, it does almost feel a little bit like magic round in the sense that every time I've left this room, in the past two days, I've seen people wearing any manner of any any manner of not just the teams that are here, but any rugby league related stuff. It seems like far more people than you or I thought were going to
0: come have come. Mate, definitely If that's one message I'll send back to people back home um, And it's like, hey No lies here This is this is big This is this is fun And everyone's turning up And my big fear was Oh, I don't want to feel like Magic Round I don't want to come all the way to Vegas And be surrounded by Aussies and... But I love Magic Round But I do too But <laughs> in that yeah, Actually well, no, I, always wor- I always work Magic Round So that's I kind true. of have uh, uh, a candle Yeah Um, I mean We get away with it though. We've, we've had Turn it up. <laughs> but, um, mate, and I was my big fear. I'm like, oh, I don't want to be stuck in a room with, you know, rugby league media types. And But then in the end, mate, you're, you're on this thing together. We had a great little motley crew last night of mainly our, our work crew. And everyone you met, There's Aussie had accents around, but mm-hmm. who cares? Let's fire up.
1: Yeah, I completely agree, mate. So in terms of the actual footy itself, how are you feeling about these games? Like Souths, I think it's fair to say the season didn't end the way they wanted
0: it to last year. How are they going to bounce back? I think it's always optimistic when you look at South Sydney when they start, right? right? You know, you got the trails always looking looking pretty fit. You know, if they're all there fire He is looking fit. Yeah. I saw him yesterday. He's looking fit. No, he, he's looking good. I guess, um, yeah, you always think, mate, I always have South in like my top four. Because I get to see him early on. I run miles over him. Like, there's no reason this team should fall away like they did. Um, but I think they've prepared well. I think JD's got them going. I think... Um, they kind of get what I love about South boys, you can tell they're all good mates as well. Hmm. So I think this time away is gonna help them and once I saw the, the to top
1: gun video, I thought yeah.
0: There you go. We're fine. Well, we're Everything's done. fine. We're done. And Maverick was was a good sequel, so I don't know if there's anything to that. But yeah, that was that was they were pretty good looking. I like it. No, I reckon um I reckon they're a big chance, but then saying that manly has got the same kind of optimism to him, right? If they're if they're full strength and Daly's playing well and mm. Tommy's good there's no reason why they can't. So I reckon that's a really good start, that one. It's yeah, I'm super
1: intrigued for the second game. I think, especially with the narrow field, those two class forward packs. Yeah. It's gonna be
0: really intriguing to see what they do. We um I bumped into uh, Payne Haas and Paddy Carrigan today. Um, those grand coffees and I think they'll be jealous of they, they they saw how I was feeling and I think Saturday night might be big for a lot of these players. They're seeing some of the sore heads and uh, and they're just sitting there just chomping at the bit. But I reckon that's even more motivation. Get out there, rip in in the middle, and then just fire up. Because, like,
1: we've, in the past, I'm sure I've had this exact conversation with you. I've had it with many people. But, like, ranking the best beers you can have. And the post-win sports beer is right near the top, along with the shower beer, the the two kings. And so, like, the post-sports win beer
0: on the strip is, like, I mean, that's taking it to another level. I, I mean, think. they rip it in, in Brizzy. They yeah. rip it in anywhere. But yeah, you, and you're here, it's going to be lined up, and it's going to be fun. And I think the experience for them, again, I, I spoke to them, spoke to a few of the boys, like they were arriving, or well, they were in and around the hotel this morning um, as I was picking up the pieces. And they are, uh, and mate, they had a good time in LA. They're good. And again, I reckon they'll, they'll be coming out firing. And, you know, they lose Flegler, right? And they lose Herbie, but I think. The way Payne and Paddy can carry on with what they did last year There's no reason why they can't just um, run over the top But is on the other hand, like you said Big four packs as well, right? Spencer Lynn, you're getting there as well so Yeah, Spencer's here No Jared, But, mm. you know, they're still pretty strong um, Chook's always hard, you know You Can't you, get a read on them They've got so many good I players. honestly can't get a read like, like, And especially early in the season They always stumble out of the blocks a little bit, so and they have for the last have... few years, right? Yeah, the yeah, first yeah. month or so, they just haven't got it right. Well, mate, last year they weren't in the finals all year until round 27. So Yeah, Drew Hutchison led them to the finals and missed out on playing the finals. Thank you, Drew. Anyway, he's a dog now. Life's good. Oh, mate, the only, the only guy he's signed is not a utility. And
1: even then, he still kind of can play multiple positions. Well, he has played multiple positions. Yeah. He just wants to play one. But yeah. don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, it, mate, I, I asked Scott this as well, but who do you think among these teams... Could, if, if anyone is capable of, could sort of make an impact
0: with American audiences seeing them play for the first time. Reese Walsh is going to light it up. Like, just obviously, he's good looks and everything, all that. But I look at him in the way he plays and the way he glides across the field and gets that first few steps onto the ball and beats people beforehand. Before he's even touched it, he's, he's gone on the outside. I reckon he's one where people are going to go, okay, this kid can move. You know, and he can do some special things. Luttrell is obviously one where if he wants to, he can turn the game on his head. And they'll love to see this guy who's, what is he, six five? is a big body. He can rip and tear in attack and defense. I think that's what I reckon. They're, American audiences, if they're tuning in, will realize, they go, wait, what? These guys do it on both ends. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to see Katoni Staggs rushing up, putting on big hits, jamming them in. And then on the other side, you know, fending and stepping off that left. So... I reckon these little one-on-one battles if they get some space. I know it's a narrow field, but they're the type of guys where I reckon the American audiences will go, okay, there's a bit of show in this.
1: I think that this has all the makings to be a, a bona fide success from an Australian point of view in the sense that I think that already so many people here and they've embraced it. And I think that will carry over to at least next year, if not for several years after that. The big question mark still remains how and if at all we're going to get Americans. Interest in the sport do we even really care that much if we get americans interested in sport that's what they say that the entire purpose of this exercise is so we, we discussed a lot how we already think things are going well just because we've seen so many aussies here which is great and i'm stoked about it but on the flip side of that have you had any experiences yet with any americans that are kind of even aware that this is on Like, have you experienced that at all because i've yet to do so
0: if I had a conversation with them last night, I might not remember. That's but, uh, no, so far, no. Like, I mean, you know how it is. And to everyone back home, you, you arrive here and you go to the hotel when the NRL media event was on last night. The Fox had their show on last night. So it is a lot of the brass. It's a mm. lot of the footy fans. It's a lot of the punters. Um, I guess uh, the feeling's only going to be – and Vegas is a hard one because they're not, you know, um, I guess, worn out – Worn on sports fans in here. Everyone's no, no one's from here, really. Exactly, it's so, a transplant city. So. Yeah, so it's hard to get a, a read on that. But I think this is a big step. And again, talking TV and stuff, it's a big, big, big showing for Fox Sports. That's why they're putting a big end. Like the set that was there at um, Resorts World was the Super Bowl set from last year. You know, so they've got Fox America here doing a big show because it's going prime time. So that's where you're going to get. You're going to get millions watching. Even if they're flicking through, so I guess we won't know until, until the wash up, until Sunday morning, and and you know you're there, you're mixing with some of the press. There's there's American journalists here. They're covering. There it. were a few there. That is true. You know. There's so there's there is interest, and obviously people are doing their jobs. But I reckon it's unfortunately it's going to, gonna have to be put on show for people to go. Okay, we like this now, and you know. There is rugby here, you know. There's a, there's a lot of people that play rugby, watch rugby at an international level. So you know, if there's anything, you can get some of that market. And I don't know you you like Americans. You're you're a bit more into the American sports fans than I am. There's so many of them, and they're willing to find a niche, right? And find something they like and yeah. follow. So I think there's definitely potential, mate. Uh, will you be trying out at the combine on Saturday morning? Mate, my work schedule doesn't allow me. Otherwise, uh, otherwise, you know, um, the forty yard dash is is something. But what we'll are we doing? Like, um, what is this combine for? Um. Well, Freddie's keen on it. He called me the other day. We, he asked me for we covering it. I was like, oh, sure. Um. Cause it, but, yeah, but I, he loves that being the coach and just looking at what talents they like. You know, they've gone to Fiji and done all that stuff. Mm. Mate, there are some supreme athletes on this side of the world right? oh absolutely so we've have, always but... said okay, mate like the one of the slowest blokes in the nfl would be as quick as our fastest right That's just the way they go yeah so if you get guys that have the hand eye have that raw athleticism it can maybe have a crack i do think that you're probably too old to get started if you're older than say 21 22 no, i just missed it it's unfortunate yeah I no, us again. Yeah, that's the only thing standing in our way, really. But mate, there's where's the you know like the Mar- uh, Mark Wahlberg Invincible where some bloke at 30 just gets a run. Where's that in rugby league? That's true. Where's Man. that? Just where's the, where's that documentary? Just follow it now. You find it. A couple of blokes with microphones and have a crack. If you have one shot, mate, to go out there and one opportunity,
1: seize everything I've ever wanted. Yeah. yeah, I'd have to capture it. I couldn't let it slip. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, I think a lot of stuff going on. It should be should be a lot of fun. And I think. Uh, we're about to head off to that fan fest right now. So. We
0: are. We're going to say hello. Who's out there? What's doing? I don't know, mate. Don't we'll know find out. Yeah, be in difficult. Fremont. Oh, so when they do like the little cup trick with a ball in a cup, yeah. always pick the far right. Okay. Yeah. yeah you don't I've think heard.
1: they've rigged it so you don't win? You think you have a Always pick chance? the far right. It's okay, the far right. right. You heard okay. that. Okay. All right. Thank yeah. you, Neil. Uh, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, bye. Okay. And we are back fresh off the Fremont Street Experience fan extravaganza that they put on down in old Vegas. And I've got to say that my pessimism has evaporated even further. Their sheer number of rugby league fans down there tonight gave me, you know, it gave me sincere magic round vibes. It wasn't just fans of the four clubs. I saw jerseys from every single team, even a Titans fan, if you could believe it. And like, there was a good 2000 people down there, at least at the fan event, getting around it, eating up everything that Paul Gallen and Sam Thider and whoever else spoke was saying. And, Yes, as every day passes, we feel better and better about this endeavor. And I've got to say that it was a really good time out there tonight. And I feel like the vibes at the moment couldn't really be much better. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And to everyone in the top two tiers, uh, we will now give a quick shout out. If you'd like to support us, go to patreon.com forward slash You get access to our Discord server, a third show every week. Uh, merch discounts, entry into the Cultural Cup, where I will be sending out the round one form probably by the time you listen to this and plenty more. So, thank you to Alex Sergiacomi, Chris Avnell, Dave, Michael. No thanks to the Crime Syndicate that skimmed my car, but thanks to Boom Rookies HQ for not kicking me out of the Discord. Murray, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Weak Gutted Bueno, Adam Small, Ashley and Martin, Broncos legend Adam Reynolds, Bruce the Pom, Butsy, Carlingford Line, Coltrane zipper, Chewbacca Snuffleupagus, Dan Callinane, David, and Anonymous backer Ed Burton. Eloping in Vegas with trail mitt is the finest thing a person can do. In fact, future Clive Churchill medalist Keelan Colin Matangi, I I up my subscription just to hear you read out my name while I was on your show. I was saying Boo Earns, Jason, Joe, Joel Wrigley, John, Josh Brandon, kicks house out of the comp, Lachlan Hancock, Luke Charles Midmore, Mads, Taylor's version, Matthew Duggan, Matt, the Quakers were asking for it, Bungard, Mr. Beefy, Morgan Watkins, my name is Nick Campton, rugby is my favourite type of rugby, my ding-ding-dong is hard and I'm sad, never trendy, Nick Kotrick lives in my street, I'm summarily coaching him to run it straight, oh, what about that, send him off, send the dirty kid off, get him off the field, that were diabolical, Pasco Biden 2024, Paul Mac 78, Reese Brown, Roxanne Clark, see you in Vegas, Shanta, sometimes even the great Rodrigo Adrado, forgets to change his name, T T 2 t give me the fucking ball. The Black Vegetable, Thor, Tom Hardy, was. we're now to everyone in the and everyone who just listens. All listeners, please send five of Australian dollars to at the at Banggood on Twitter.com and Westlife Podcast, West Tigers are back, baby. Thank you so much for your support to everyone in the and everyone who just listens. Thank you as well. We will be back tomorrow with some new guests. Uh, a bit of chat after the captain's runs uh, at Allegiance Stadium. Very, very exciting. We're getting close to game day now and we're getting so, so close, regardless of where you are, to the NRL being back so i will speak to you tomorrow say goodbye matthew goodbye matthew and it's goodbye from me